0: executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be.
1: We are one.
0: Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao, in India, Namaste, in Japan, Konnichiwa, in Korea, Anyong In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadev. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all.
2: And that was the voice of our executive producer, Naima Latif. She has given us these beautiful languages to greet our global family all over the world. Woo-hoo! Thank you for joining me this morning in Estados Unidos, the United States of America. I would have to say we are not very united right now, but that's okay. Someday we have hope that there will be more unity, and that's why I bring you this health and well-being with other every Friday morning to promote unity. We are so divided in the world even. Uh, and how do you know? When I go on uh, Facebook um, platforms or YouTube shows, you can read the comments to discern how much division or unity on a particular topic. And some topics are Still very divisive, even medical information. Now, I'm not on YouTube this morning because I had what they call a strike against me. And the strike came because on Sunday, on my Sunday show, we talked about demons. We were talking about demons, what they are, how they manifest, blah, blah, blah. But my strike was not really about demons. It was about medical misinformation. So we're going to talk more about that today and how the uh, elite are doing more and more censorship, especially YouTube. YouTube is censoring the heck out of everybody for medical misinformation. And I'm going to have my expert doctor on, Dr. Sunil uh, Dahan, to break it down for you. Because he's a doctor and he's being censored just as much. Because if you promote truth on YouTube, you will get a strike. Strike, strike. They don't want to hear uh, truth from the natural uh, creator-given wisdom. That's something that is poo-poo on YouTube. And so I'm learning more and more. I'm a newbie on and I am learning more and more about the, the regulations on YouTube. And we're going to talk about that because you're not going to be getting the truth as much about medical, missing medical truth, let's say health truth uh, on YouTube. You're going to have to find other channels. I'm, going to, I'm preparing to move my, some of my videos to rumble. Rumble is the platform where there's freedom of expression. They don't, they don't censor you when you talk about natural remedies and uh, uh, medical uh, lies, let's say. So thank you, thank you for being here because we're going to have a very special guest today. She's going to be coming on a little later in the show, but oh, you've got to hear her story. She has written a book about it. And she's a naturopath doctor and a teacher and so many other wonderful qualities, grandma, mother, she has them all. So you don't want to miss that. Get your friends and invite them to join us this morning on Blog Talk Radio or Facebook. Those are the two platforms I'm on this morning. I can't handle much more than that. So Facebook, join me. I'm here live. You can see my house, my face, uh, my expressions, hear my voice. And uh, on Blog um, oh, Talk Radio, you can hear me uh, live and in color. Or, yeah, you can hear me live and in color, right. So join me on uh, those two platforms and see or hear com forward slash the-female-solution and look for health and well-being with Viata and our special guest, Dr. Nalani Valentin. So I'm here every Friday morning to inspire you, motivate you, to move your body. And I'm going to also have Dr. Sunil today uh, give you a little teaching about why everyone over 65 is so important for you to do physical activity. We don't have to run a race. I'm over 65. We don't have to run a race, a marathon. We don't have to go full speed ahead. We can go at over 65. Your uh, intention, your your goal is to just move, 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 move. And our metabolic activity in a body of this age is very, very happy when you move the body at any pace. The metabolic energy revs up because we are definitely slowing down at this age. We are met metabolism, everything revs up as long as you're moving. So when you're 21, 22, 30, 40, whatever, you can do marathons and go at high speeds. And that's what works for younger bodies. But at older uh, senior citizens, we don't have to be running a marathon, okay? So thank you for being here. May you be inspired, encouraged to move your joints this morning with me I move all these joints in every single way and breathe breath work to me is the most important tool you have to reduce your stress anytime you find yourself in a stressful situation whether it's this notification that someone passed on transition if you're in traffic uh, if things don't go as you expect Expected If you get triggered, uh I, trigger, trigger. I'm really good at triggering people. I've learned that over the last eh, 20, 30 years. I triggered a hell out of some people. And I used to get very offended when people would get upset with something I said. And then spirit told me that ah, you don't have to be upset. What you're doing is just triggering the subconscious wounds that people have. So I look at it very differently when people seem offended by something I say because my intention is only about love, bringing more love, inspiration, and truth to anyone I'm with. Love, inspiration, and truth. And if something upsets you, I pray that you will ask yourself, Why are you upset? Not try and blame others. I'm I'm at a place, somebody upsets me. I think, why does that upset me? Once you ask that question, the universe, your body, your mind will start to give you a loving answer. Why you will get upset about things that other people do. Even with what's going on in the world right now. With even what what happened in Maui, for instance, Lahaina, the fire, all that, that was upsetting for me. But at some point I asked, why am I upset? And I think it was because so many people were fried and it seemed like a massacre and it seemed intentional and all that. But now the whole community of islands, Oahu, Honolulu, uh, Maui, Kauai, They're all coming together to help the people of Lahaina. So what that fire did was stir up the people on all the islands in that that, uh, Pacific Ocean to help one another more than ever. So that's why there's really not good, bad, wrong, right in the fourth dimension of reality because there's always something good that comes out of a tragedy or suffering. So that's my way of thinking, and I hope that inspires you to stay out of stress mode by looking at what is the good that comes out of suffering, tragedies, and massacres in this case. So thank you for being here. I send lots of blessings and love out to you. As we start our joint rolling, which is going to stir up the pot here, Joint rolling is all about lubricating with synovial fluid in every joint. There's synovial fluid programmed into this computer, biological computer in every joint. So when you roll in your joints, you're stirring that up to lubricate the, the automobile, if you will, or the, the physical vessel. It also does this. You have a lymphatic system that drains toxins out of your body When it's stimulated, so we tap on, when we're moving these joints around, your lymphatic system is working, it's pump. You're pumping your lymphatic system. Second or third, circulation improves. Your blood starts flowing more. If you have numbness anywhere, toes, whatever, when you're doing these joint rolls, your blood is starting to move like a river. You're pumping up the, the flow of the river. And then, uh, again, the last way your immune system gets pumped up when you fly. And fly stands for first love yourself. When you first love yourself by moving joints and rolling, your immune system says, wow, this feels great. This is love. This is love when you're moving your body around. So we're going to put on a little music. Time for healing by the sounds of blackness and um, we're going to do our joint rolling and I see someone's in the studio with their hand up but we're gonna come we'll get to that hand we'll get to that listener after we do our joint rolling because I'm a little behind on joint rolling after my introduction but thank you for uh, participating uh, and we'll get to you right after the joint rolling and when I get back into the studio, let me see, intro music, intro music, time for healing. All right, so we're going to start, for those of you in the studio, uh, if you can't see me on Facebook, we start with our neck. First of all, let's all take a deep breath together. Inhale, inhale through the nose, and exhale through the nose. Inhale, inhale through the nose, through the nose, hold it, hold it, and exhale through the mouth. And see what feels best for you. In exhaling through the nose or mouth, either way, most times it's better to exhale through your nose because the mouth can, if you're exhaling through the mouth too much, it can dry out the mouth. So let's try inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the nose throughout Our joint rolling, and you'll find that that's better for you. So I'm going to put on the music, put it a little lower than usual. I I find when I listen back, I can't—you can't hear me when the music's too loud. I'm trying to balance all that. We're going to start the music, roll our neck joint first, roll our head around to get the neck joint or stretched out. Then we go to our shoulders back and forward both directions. Then we do a little swimming in the energy, sea of energy, all energy around here. And then we're going to get on our back, kick up our legs, roll our ankles, knees and hips and our elbows and uh, come back up and do some vagus nerve stimulation because that's what activates your microbiome, It's a brain-gut connection. And we always want to Give that Vegas nerve more love at the end of our rolling. So let's get busy here. The time.
1: Let's have oh 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 the Roll those toes back. Roll those toes And you see up back. Um, <laughs> light, no one tries to say misunderstand me. Say, give up for me. I Deep down inside, <laughs> trying not to show
3: because the foolish pride. Right. But pain is a thing with flish that is hard to cover. All
2: right. The
1: reason. We all yeah. need
2: oh, oh,
1: oh, no. we to Oh, yeah.
2: Forward, down, breathe in, don't forget
1: to breathe. Up, <laughs> and up, up, me. Time And, down, and we must begin. Now, you can't. from within. Great. If we'll you try to understand that, we have got to together, you you
2: you if you hung in there and did it. Now, this is where we want to love on our vagus nerve. Rub those hands together. Stir up the heat in the hands. Get the blood flowing to the hands, to the hands, energy to the hands. And then place those hands on the back of the neck and squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. Just massage from your brain stem, which is the bottom of your brain right there at the neck. Just massage that Ooh, I can feel it all the way to my toes. That's how powerful the vagus nerve is. Squeezing and releasing. Breathe in, breathe in, and let it go. Breathe in, breathe in, and let it go. Breathe in, breathe in, let it go. Breathe in, breathe in, let it go. Breathe in, breathe in, let it go, breathe in, breathe in, let it go and... Let's just pat down our arms, stimulating the, the nerves in the skin because the skin is part of your immune system, actually. Pat down both arms. Patting down both arms. Pat the chest. Your thymus gland is right here in the middle of your chest. You always want to give it a good pat. Breathe in. I love you. I love you, thymus gland. I love you. Don't forget the breath. Always, always pay attention to your breath. Do your your exam in the shower or whatever, but always give them a good squeeze, gentle squeeze, because that loosens up any congestion that might be hanging around in the breast. And then go down to your uh, navel area. That's your microbiome. All those trillions of cells down there always need some love, love, love. And then lastly, we go back to the kidneys and the adrenal glands, and just give them a good massage back there, pat down, pat down, good massage, good massage, pat down, pat down. Love, 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 woo hoo And we have done a complete body love work for Friday, the 22nd of September. Boy, September is almost done. So we're going to move into my studio now. I'm down here on the floor, and you get to see my ceiling with all my plants doing so well on the ceiling. And we're back in the studio with my dad. That's my dad back there. And his book cover: Sherman J. Howard Football and and Beyond. If you're a football fan or not, if you just want to learn some wisdom, that's the book. And it's at ShermanJHoward.com. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Viato's Health and Well-Being with Beata. We've got a special guest coming on a little later. She had some things she had to take care of this morning, but uh, Dr. Nalani Valentine will be joining us to tell us all about her new book and more than that, her journey. She's had this amazing journey from perfect, wonderful health to child health, major health challenge, and then back again to perfect wonderful health. So she's an amazing sister and uh, lives right here in the Orlando area. I had a chance to I've had a chance to meet up with her uh, at one time and then we stay in touch on Facebook because we have a group uh, Happy Baby Boomers. I think it's healthy Happy Baby Boomers. So uh, you're gonna love Dr. Nilan tell your friends to tune in either on Facebook or on blog talk radio we're on those are the two channels right today facebook and blog talk radio Uh, as i said i'm not on youtube because i got a strike i got a strike from my sunday show my sunday show if you missed it was i thought it was very informative about demons who they are what they are what they're not and how you recognize demons in your life. And we had a one-minute conversation about the V word, you know, that jab thing. And that's what um, the YouTube algorithm picked up from my show, and they sent me an email. Your show has been X strike on it. We're taking that content down because of medical misinformation. Now, what the hell does that mean? It means you told the truth about natural uh, things going on in the world. And when I looked it up in the um, rules and regulations of YouTube, they drove me to that, that. If you want to know more about this, go here. And I went to medical misinformation. What does that mean? Well, basically, it means that the WHO, has set rules for YouTube. Now, imagine that. Who knew that the WHO was controlling YouTube? Yeah, YouTube is owned by Google, and Google is influenced, regulated, controlled by WHO. That's why when you do your searches sometimes, you may not find all the natural information, the alternative information at the top. You're going to find more information on what WHO, the World Health Organization, wants you to know. So just be aware that Google is heavily influenced by the WHO, which has an agenda to push, you know what, the, in, the, in your arm that's their agenda, push. Everybody needs a jab in their arm because you're deficient in that, right? So that's why you won't see uh, YouTube for, an, oh, well, I'm almost at the end of my seven-day strike. But if I do another misinformation medical, then they're going to put another strike on you. And then if you get three strikes within 90 days, your channel is gone. And Many of you might have heard what happened to Russell Brand. Russell Brand has 6 million subscribers. Whoa, I thought, what happened here? And they took his uh, monetary, they demonetized him because of accusations of rape, not, not proof, not court of law, nothing like that. Some women, accused, out of the thousands of women that this man slept with, four of them came forth and did a documentary and said, oh, he raped me. Now, I don't take rape uh, lightly at all. But to come out 15 years later and put this on, uh, this accusation on someone. After he had thousands of women falling at his feet, it's a little suspicious. So just to say, YouTube, I get your message. You're out for now. I don't have anything to do with YouTube this week. In fact, my my strike is over. On uh, But they're quick to censor just like other platforms. Actually, Blog Talk is not a, a censoring platform. I, thank goodness. I haven't had any strikes. blog talks I can talk pretty freely on blog talk and I haven't had any strikes on Facebook uh, recently or in the past so right now we're safe on Facebook and blog talk to speak the truth from a natural holistic divine perspective so that's the end of that about YouTube and medical mission but I'm going to play after this caller let's see we've got to take a break pretty soon here I'm going to take this caller before our break because their hands been up for a while. I don't know who this is, but let me go ahead and open up the mic. I, I follow
4: like- the Universal House of Justice. I am oh. an actor on the global stage whose theater of operations is the entire planet. Okay. I am a uh, medical astrologist at the apex of German New Medicine.
2: Wow! Woohoo! Woohoo! Go go! It's uh, Na- Admiral Nelson Bay. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So, what's your comment or question today before we go to the break?
4: I need to have a face-to-face conversation broadcast with um, Judge Joe Brown. We're going to talk about the science and laws of science, which. Jurisprudence globally are going to um have to abide by because a medical astrologist at the apex of German new medicine <laughs> I know about human physiology. am I a medical doctor question mark That's a rhetorical query. Um if I were a officially college-educated medical doctor, I would be a clinical psychiatrist with the letters MDSC behind my name. Because at SC after the MD, I did some research on that. And that's a very dangerous individual. Okay. I associate. Who is it dangerous for? That's another rhetorical query.
2: Well, well, that's what, me what we're or. Talking. Admiral Nelson Bay. Thank you for mentioning German New Medicine. This chart behind me is a chart of German New Medicine, and I don't always focus on it, but it really does, as Admiral Nelson Bay uh, uh, mentioned. It is the science and the biology of every human being on the planet, and it's been proven, and that's why I put it up here as a reminder that we have three layers of skin, and there are relays. So Admiral Nelson, we've got to go to a break. So thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you're going to stay for Dr. Nalani, who will be on a little later. And we're going to take a break uh, right here. And when we come back, I want to help play for you Dr. Sunil DeHans take on the new misinformation policy and how it's going to affect every patient and doctor relationship. So we'll be right back with some really uh, powerful information about what's going on uh, in the media and the new misinformation and how you, why you need to be aware of this because it will affect – if you have a doctor and, and everything's being censored on the platforms like YouTube that you listen to – then you may have to make some different choices. And that's why the Female Solution will be here for you on these platforms to help you make sound, healthy decisions to take charge of your health. So we'll be right back after these messages. (laughs) Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Purpose Healing where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom. Thank you for joining me this morning. Now, if you're just joining me, uh I announced uh that I am not on um I'm not on YouTube this morning. I've been on YouTube for uh, the past several weeks. Um because many of many of my um Many of my listeners said they don't want to go on Facebook or uh, they don't want to call in because some um, cell phone uh, companies charge you money. Like I have to pay even to call in on my show, one cent, two cents per minute or something like that. So I've been on YouTube as an alternative to Facebook. But lately, YouTube is really cracking down on Medical misinformation, and so I, a strike on a YouTube channel means that you cannot load any content uh, for seven days, and they remove the content, I guess, permanently that they decide has medical misinformation. So I'm in what they might say is YouTube jail. Uh, I can't upload. I can't. You can't I'll go to my channel for seven days. And so um, the reality we live in. So I'm going to play for you uh, what Dr. Sunil Dehan, you've heard him on this show, what Dr. Sunil DeHaan has to say about this misinformation because it's happening evidently to him and other alternative holistic doctors on YouTube. If you mention the V word while you're on YouTube, The mafia, YouTube mafia, WHO, let's just say WHO, World Health Organization Mafia, because they actually state in their regulation uh, information on YouTube that the WHO has decided how we are going to be misinforming people on this channel, and then they'll take you off if you don't follow the regulation. So let's listen to a medical doctor. I, you have my perspective, my personal perspective on affected me personally. And uh, I want you to hear Dr. Sunil's perspective, a medical doctor's perspective. And later, uh, we're going to hear from Dr. Nalani. She's coming on either um, on uh, StreamYard Live or she'll call in. And then you're, later you'll hear another doctor that I'm following in Orlando, uh, about uh, some health things that you should know, the most important health thing, because we got to give it to you now because who knows in the future, the pandemic too has begun. So we got to do what we do today just in case they shut everybody down. This is how things work. But let's listen to Dr. Sunil Dehan's perspective on the misformation policy to censor and what it means for doctors. Hello, everyone. Dr.
3: Sunil Dand, internal medicine physician. Welcome to another video. Well, it has happened yet again. Some of us may have naively assumed that with the pandemic over, that we may be hearing the end of these stories of medical censorship by the authorities. But alas, that is not the case. And I suppose this shouldn't really surprise us at all. Things like this have been going on since time immemorial. The authorities, the establishment, are desperate to control information flow. They only want people, their subjects, to hear what they want. They don't want anything that is going to hurt their agenda, i.e. their bottom line. Now, those of us doctors here on this platform have been made aware of a new policy within the last few weeks, and other doctors have talked about this as well. So I won't repeat everything. But in a nutshell, let me share with you what has happened and why I believe that this is going to really hurt patients and the general public. Take a look at this. So this was published across the mainstream media. And I'm going to take this article here from The Hill, which is a political publication, political being the appropriate word. YouTube announces new policies to target medical misinformation. And I'm going to share this with you in particular, which is a statement from the site. In the years since we begun our efforts to make youtube a destination for high quality health content we've learned critical lessons about developing community guidelines in line with local and global health authority guidance on topics that pose serious real world risks such as misinformation on the pandemic reproductive health harmful substances and more and there were other topics listed including cancer therapy We're taking what we've learned so far about the most effective ways to tackle medical misinformation to simplify our approach for creators, viewers, and partners. And they talk about the algorithm and how they're going to use three categories, prevention, treatment, and denial, to sort the kinds of medical misinformation on the platform. So therein lies the problem. The platform is going to use advice from regional, local, and world authorities as the benchmark. For determining what is the truth anything that doesn't follow that narrative is misinformation and i take great issue with this because the history of medicine is a history of sheer stupidity when you actually look at some of the things that have been done are still being done that are not rooted in any real evidence whatsoever and people just do it because they're told to you can see that we always have the potential for catastrophes to happen in healthcare. So the fact that this platform is now going to take any videos that don't follow the narrative, the truth, and downrank them. So what that will mean for people is that those videos are more difficult to find. If you do a search for specific conditions or treatment, you will find the establishment narrative. It might be a video from one of the main institutions. People don't particularly like the video, people don't particularly watch the video, but it will be up there first. Whereas in the past, if you did a search and there was a popular video that may not have been following the narrative, but was actually following the truth, people were watching it, people were viewing it, people were commenting on it, you would have found those videos first. And that will no longer be the case. This is a massive, massive fail for anyone who wants to follow the science and actually listen to alternative points of view and consider the fact that the science is never settled by anyone. Science is always changing and we're learning new things and you have to keep an open mind. But coming back to the history of medicine and the fact that the history of medicine is a history of sheer stupidity and mob-like behavior and often clamping down on any alternative viewpoints and suppressing the truth, for decades, sometimes centuries, let's consider the following. I'm going to share with you some medical tragedies that highlight this point. Firstly, let's consider the thalidomide tragedy in the 1950s to 60s. This was one of the most infamous medical errors. It was a total disaster, the thalidomide disaster, and it saw thalidomide initially marketed as a safe and effective sedative and anti-nausea medication for pregnant women. However, It resulted in severe birth defects in thousands of infants. This tragic event underscored the imperative for more stringent drug testing and regulation. Have we genuinely absorbed its lessons? Now let's go back even further. Historical bloodletting. For centuries, bloodletting was a commonplace medical practice founded on the theory that balancing bodily humors could cure various ailments. People would be cut and then bled, often to death. And despite its ineffectiveness, it was widely employed and often caused harm to patients if it didn't kill them, demonstrating the perils of adhering to unfounded medical beliefs. Doctors for centuries would ridicule anyone who questioned bloodletting. Have we truly internalized these lessons? How about the diagnosis of hysteria? During the 19th century, numerous women were diagnosed with hysteria, a catch-all diagnosis for a wide range of female health issues. Treatments included pelvic massages, lacking medical basis, often causing immense, unnecessary patient suffering. Have we truly comprehended the lessons? How about lobotomies? Only within the last 100 years. Lobotomy, a surgical procedure involving the removal or damage to parts of the brain, was extensively utilized to treat mental illnesses in the mid-20th century. It resulted in severe and irreversible side effects, underscoring the significance of ethical medical practices and evidence-based mental health treatment. Have we genuinely heeded these lessons? How about tobacco endorsement? Doctors supporting tobacco and smoking only within the last 50 to 60 years. Many doctors and medical institutions endorsed smoking as a means to alleviate stress or respiratory issues in the 20th century. This endorsement contributed to the widespread use of tobacco, despite accumulating evidence of its harm and eventual acknowledgement of its links to lung cancer and other diseases. Have we genuinely absorbed these lessons? And what about the last couple of decades only, the opioid catastrophe? The role that physicians played in the opioid tragedy that is still ongoing should not be underestimated. They failed to ask questions, believing everything that Big Pharma said about safe and effective treatments for pain. And they also went along with the narrative of pain being the fifth vital sign and must be suppressed with very powerful medications. Hundreds of thousands of people are estimated to have lost their lives in the opioid crisis, and it's still going on today. So these are absolute tragedies that have happened. Think about it. Hundreds of thousands, millions of people have died over the last few centuries, all because the medical establishment wanted to stick to a narrative because they didn't ask the right questions, because they didn't allow doctors to even be heard who had concerns. And you all know exactly what would have happened with any of the tragedies I just listed. Had a doctor stepped out of line, had they raised concerns, asked questions, you are spreading misinformation. How dare you? You shouldn't be practicing medicine. That's not allowed. How dare you ask questions? This is what the narrative is. And of course, Do you think that any of these scandals are going to be the last in medicine? Is this going to be the end? Absolutely not, because we have the same people in charge. We have the same mentality at the top, that same mob-like mentality with people at the top who shouldn't be there, to be frank. They have the wrong agendas, they have the wrong motivations, frequently financial, and they're not really about science by any stretch of the imagination. And what makes this even more dangerous today is that unlike in times gone by, Nowadays, these medical establishments can basically totally collude with big technology companies to control the narrative, to suppress any dissent, censor anyone that they don't like. That didn't even used to happen before. However, the truth is always the truth. It can only be suppressed for so long. And those of you who have followed me for some time know one of my favorite phrases. Three things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. The truth will always come out in the end. Of course it will. And we need to recognize all of these bad players, these bad actors from individuals to whole institutions who have a vested interest in not wanting the truth to come out and wanting us to continue proceeding down a wrong path. Thanks everyone for listening. Let me know your thoughts down below. Check out my online academy. That link is also down below. Hit the like button if you like this video and the bell button.
2: So I just love that man, Dr. Sunil Dahan. Check him out on YouTube because he's one of few doctors who are helping you take charge of your health. Now, I found another great doctor on YouTube, and he's actually local in Orlando. I was so impressed that I want to share just a little bit about Dr. Jamnada. It's a strange, it's an Indian name, Jam, J-A-M-N-A-D, Jamnadas. He's a 35-year practicing cardiologist. You couldn't get any better than that as far as experience and credentials, okay? This guy is teaching about the most important areas of your life to pay attention to, to change your health, improve your health, are number one, fasting, and number two, your microbiome. So I want to give you a little bit of Dr. Dr. Pradeep Jamnap Dapa so that you might be interested in following him on YouTube. He's likely not going to be censored because he is very into teaching. He's a very good teacher about the human body. Being a cardiologist, what would you expect? He's operated on many hearts. So he's a surgeon, been in the operating room. 35 years or so. So what is his focus? He has seen the inside of human bodies more than the average person, right? So he is going to be talking about, teaching about the human body because that's what he knows best is the human body. So that's why I want to introduce you to him because I totally agree with his perspective. And this one is about where did our gut, does a lecture on where did our gut bacteria come from. That's what this uh, lecture is about. And I'm not going to play the whole lecture because he does hour and a half lectures. Actually, this one is only, uh, let's see, this one is about 13 minutes long. So it's actually not that long. So I want to just introduce you to him, see if you like him or not, because as YouTube becomes more censoring with global health authority guidance, and that's the WHO. And what do you think of global health authority guidance? Bill Gates might come to mind, the eugenics promoter, and that jab promoter. And then you might think of Klaus Schwab if you follow global health authority, mouth talking. Global, uh, uh, Klaus Schwab is like this really scary looking uh, German guy who promotes, of course, jab and control. That's what they do. They want to control the population, reduce the population control, and jab us to death, right? And I mean literally to death because myocarditis is real and all that. So, when you, when I present to you these doc, medical doctors that I listen to, hopefully you'll find an interest in them and learning how to take charge of your health. Uh, let me bring on um, Dr. Jemnapa. That might be pronounced. He, he usually says his name in the beginning. But uh, let me just bring him on. Let's see. the or- He's talking about the origin of gut bacteria, educating us about our body so we can take charge.
5: So wait a second. Are you saying that my brain development is dependent on my bacteria being there under the age of one while my brain is still developing and it actually has an influence on my brain development? The studies have been shown. Yes, 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 yes. So welcome back. Just to summarize what happened in the first portion, I talked about the LPS and the inflammation that's occurring in the body, either because we have the wrong bacteria, and the word I'm going to use is dysbiosis, and I'm going to talk more about this. So that was what we covered. Now I'm going to talk about how did the bacteria get there in the first place, and what's wrong with them? What's wrong with your gut bacteria right now? Okay, so you said there's 100 trillion of them sitting around over there. So how did they get there in the first place? How come they're not everywhere else? Well, they are everywhere. So let's go back in history. So bacteria were here for billions of years before the mammalians came about. And our very design had bacteria in it. They were part of our, our development as we are today. And that's why we only have 21,000 human genes. Did you know that the fly has more, more genes than we do? The worm has more genes than the human. Wait, 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 what do you mean? You mean to say that an earthworm has more genes than you? Then says yes. Well, then how am I able to do everything that I'm able to do? I'm a human being. Yes, because you outsourced a lot to your bacteria. What do you mean outsourced it to the bacteria? What that means is that you are utilizing their genetic ability And their quick turnover and changes in the genetics that occurs in the bacteria to your advantage. Now, how did I discover and read all this? It's because I figured that all these chemicals in the body, where do they all come from? Is it all that I'm eating? Or is it all that I'm making? Don't realize that the bacteria are making a lot of this stuff. It's the bacteria. We've outsourced everything. They started outsourcing way before we started outsourcing. So... That gave us the advantage that we didn't have to, because of our long lifespan as well, wait for beneficial mutations. The bacteria are mutating practically every 24 hours. So if there's a change in the environment and you're adapting to it, your bacteria are far better able to adapt to it because of the rapid turnover. The lifespan of a bacteria is only a matter of hours or days at the most. So they are more likely to have mutations that are going to be either beneficial or not beneficial to us. So the bacteria have been with us all along. But wait a second, when I'm born, I have no bacteria. None. None whatsoever. Well, the data now shows a little bit of bacteria even in the uterus. Um, But it's insignificant. And your gut definitely has hardly any bacteria in them when you are born. So where do you get the bacteria from? Well, in a normal delivery, you come through the birth canal and mom already has all the bacteria there. Now, it's funny that those bacteria are to populate your gut, but you'd think that that population is very different. Did you know that in the last months of, of uh, pregnancy, the entire bacterial flora in the, in the birth canal changes? More lactobacillus, for example. Because the mom is actually exporting bacteria and changing the population in the birth canal so that when you come out, you're going to be bathed in these new bacteria that she made specially for you, specially for your gut, specially designed for you to match also your genetics. So as you come through the birth canal, you, you you then populate yourself. You populate your skin, your nose, your eyes, your ears, and of course your gut. And now these bacteria get in into your gut. Second thing, mom, through breastfeeding, gives you further bacteria. There's actually bacteria in milk, mother's milk. Most people don't know all that, but it's true. The bacteria in there. And they also contain these oligosaccharides. So what are oligosaccharides? They are very complex carbohydrate molecules in mother's milk. Why? You can't digest it. I can't digest it. Nobody can digest it. The baby can't digest it. So why is that in the mother's milk? Well, it's not for you. It's for your bacteria. So your bacteria feed on those, pro- those um, molecules because you're encouraging the growth of certain types of bacteria. So you attract and keep the bacteria you want in your gut depending on what you eat. That's why fiber is so good for you as an adult, because when you eat the right fiber, you're going to attract the right population of of it. I mean, that's nature. You give it the food, the right bugs will come over there. So you foster the growth of a good bacterial population in your gut. So this population, which is trillions and trillions and trillions, there's going to be good good guys, bad guys. It's a mixture of everybody. It's what we call the landscape. The landscape is very varied. So the good take care of the bad guys, and they are all kept under control because there needs to be a balance. It's not just one species. There's multitude of species in the gut. So that's mostly how we get. Now, if you get a C-section, you're a little bit of a disadvantage. Why? Because you're not really getting all that uh, bacterial uh, load onto you. And next thing is, you know, caressing a baby, holding a baby, breastfeeding the baby, family members coming, touching the baby. You are transferring your, your familial microbes to that uh, baby. So Why is that important? That's important because the data now shows that you actually make proteins in your gut that get secreted by your gut lining to attract the right bacteria. So the right bacteria there, you already have the genetics for those bacteria that you're not going to fight them. So you already programmed for a certain bacterial population that these guys are all my friends and I'm not going to mount a response against them. How did that happen? That happened in your genetics. Mom's genetics, dad's genetics, already all built in there. That these guys are all my buddies. Do not attack them. And then those bugs come in because they were persuaded to come in because of the food that you gave them through the milk, as well as the proteins that you produced in your gut lining. So there's a balance there. There's a symbiotic relationship. So what is this called? This is called a commensal relationship between the gut bacteria and the human being. So now we say, okay, so all my friends have arrived now, and I'm going to work with them, together with them, to have the chemistry that is needed to make this baby into a functional adult. Okay? So that's how the bacteria get in there. If we take a course of antibiotics right at time of childbirth, has that been shown to have an effect on the baby? The answer is yes. Does it have an effect on the mom? Yes. Are you creating perturbations that are going to be bad? That Wait a second, I'm interfering with the bacterial population. And is that of any consequence? And the answer is a resounding yes. Now we're getting into this in great detail. But does that mean... That if you have had five courses of antibiotics before the age of one, and you've practically destroyed your bacterial flora through these antibiotics, for example, or eating the wrong foods in the first one year or two years of your life, if you're not fostering the growth of the right, has that any long-term consequence? And the answer are resounding yes. There's a high incidence of asthma, autoimmune diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, even type 2 diabetes, when these kids who have a disturbed microbiome from the age of six months or a year up to 35 years. Now, obviously, you know, we're studying these patients as we go along, but in rats, you can study this much easier because they have a shorter lifespan. In animal models, three antibiotic courses within the first year of life, the equivalent of the first year of life, will have a lifelong effect on that baby's microbiome. See, there are certain keystone species which are going to be destroyed with antibiotics or lifestyle. And sometimes they never come back after a course of antibiotics. And by the way, most of these antibiotics are for viral diseases. Because we are compassionate physicians. We're concerned that we don't want to miss a bacterial infection in that baby. But even the CDC has said that up to three quarters of antibiotics are really not for bacterial infections. They're for viral infections. And probably should not be prescribed. So when you look at the growth of this diseases of modern man, maybe the roots are from the time we are born. Not only that. But when these kids who have a depleted or a microbiome that is not so diverse, when they go on to have their babies, that mom now has a baby herself. She's going to have a more depleted microbiome to hand over to her child. And when that child has a baby, there's even less microbiome for the next generation. And that's been shown over and over again. Now, not only in humans, but definitely in animal studies. That scares us because we're losing our keystone main bacteria that we're supposed to have in our gut. So does that have any consequences? Yes, not only these diseases, but even brain development. So wait a second. Are you saying that my brain development is dependent on my bacteria being there under the age of one while my brain is still developing and it actually has an influence on my brain development? The studies have been shown, yes, 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 yes. The germ-free mice, if you introduce bacteria after a certain period of time and they've missed that period, that critical period when they should have had the bacteria and they got from day one, those mice are never the same again. So developmentally, it appears that these bacteria affect our physiology. They produce certain chemicals that then affect our brain development as well. So it's a, it's a very complicated area of, of, of understanding that we need to be worried about what's happening to us now. Okay, I've got coronary artery disease and I have hypertension, I have diabetes, I'm, I'm going to change my bacterial flora, I'm going to eat right, I'm going to do what Dr. J tells me. Yeah, that's fine, but right, over to children. What are we doing to them? Well, what are, we, are we giving them the, the, the wrong foods? And then we worry about the atherosclerosis when they're 35 and 45 years old and they already come to me with coronary calcium in them? We should be working on the kids now to prevent them from getting heart disease when they grow old. And part of this is they need to foster this relationship with the bacteria the way you're supposed to be. You're a symbiotic organism, so you need that symbiosis. This is what I'm trying to, to do to make people, not just with disease change, but change the next generation. Because if we do not do this,
2: so I'm going to end it there and um, because I see, I believe my guest is in the studio, and I don't want to delay because she's a busy woman. But I hope that you'll check out not only Dr. Sunil Dehan, but Dr. Pradeep Jamnadas. He is in the Orlando area, 35-year cardiologist, and that's what he does. He teaches about the human body, which he's very familiar with, cutting open people and doing heart surgery. So that's um, the summary for the first hour um, is about realizing, realizing that the medical mafia is, is rising up again and global health authorities are guiding YouTube videos. Mine, in particular, was struck down for a week because someone mentioned the B word, so let me go to our guest now because I know that um she has uh appointments and so forth. so I'm going to open up the mic uh Dr. Milani, are you there?
6: Yes, I am Good morning, happy rising, divine rising to everyone. Oh my goodness is. So good to hear your voice. Welcome, welcome,
2: welcome, Dr. Nalani Valentine. She's not too far away, actually, <laughs> Right. but finally got her on the show. So how are you this morning?
6: I am absolutely marvelous in every yeah. of the word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's so good to hear
2: from you. And so glad that you're joining us this morning. So uh, for those of you uh, who don't know Dr. Nalani, I'm going to have her introduce her background and maybe tell us a little bit about um, your growing up because how you became this fabulous queen and teacher and naturopath. I'm always interested in what our parents of of the superstars, the influence they play. So Dr. Nalani, Tell us about a little bit about your family dynamics as a child and give our guests or our okay. listeners a little information about fully uh, to become a naturopath and teacher and grandma and all that stuff. Okay.
6: <laughs> and great grandma.
2: Oh. Well, wow.
6: I'll tell you. Um, yes, I have four great grandchildren. Wow. And they are They're four not- and five and six years old. <laughs> wow. Uh, Alrighty, so to make a long, 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 long story short, I was born in the 40s, 1940s, raised in the 50s and 60s, and as you know, back
1: then,
2: my parents
6: separated when I was four years old, Uh uh-oh, hello, hello?
2: Yeah, we can hear you now, we lost you, yeah, I can hear you, but we lost you for a second, go
6: Okay, um, I, you heard me say when I was born and um, yeah. my parents divorced, well actually they just separated when I was in my, well I was three or four years old. However, my mother, in her wisdom, never said a negative thing about dad, never. She always said your dad loves you very much. Um, and in the beginning, before this happened, it was like a fairy tale family for me. My father was a musician. Actually, he was one of the first uh, of Octoners uh, people, of black folks, to be in at Juilliard way back then. And um, so, my father had a piano and an organ, and every day we would have piano lessons, and then on Sunday we would sit on his lap and he would play the organ, and we would sing. I've come from a very musical family. Uh, My grandmother was a pastor, and she sang in the church, and my my mom was a singer, and my dad. So it was just a part of my DNA, still is, always will be. Fast forward, well, I'll tell you, when I was a little girl, I always said I wanted to be... A teacher I wanted to be a French teacher I was in love with the language the French language and um, my really? mother once again once again in her wisdom said you can be anything you want to be and I believed her so that was the foundation that created who I am now and it stays with me forever um, I, when my parents grew up, uh, uh, separated, that is, of course, it created a different kind of family dynamic. However, we often stayed with our grandparents, and so we learned the values, the same values. Well, you know, growing up in the the, the 50s and the 60s, the values were just different from the way they are now. And um, they, they were very much a part of who I am. Uh, so I'm going to fast forward. I went to the School of Performing Arts. All of my children went to the School of Performing Arts. <laughs> I married for the first time in 1969, I believe, somewhere around there. And um, I was married for 32 years. And it was a great a great marriage. There was nothing wrong I can't blame. with my former husband for anything. I was the one who... Left, I was the one who changed. Um, I was looking for answers that I could not find. I was very much a part of the of the uh, Christian Church. Nothing wrong with that, for sure. We had some values that are still very much a part of who I am. However, mm-hmm. I was looking for more, more, for more answers. Thank you. And um, 19. Fast forward to 1996. Oh, well, I, of course, went to college. I uh, became a sign language, American Sign Language interpreter, and then American Sign Language teacher, um, interpreter teacher at a couple of the colleges in New York City. And then in 1996, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And I was told by more than one doctor that the only option I had was surgery, which I did not have. I was introduced then to Dr. Phil Valentine, and who is now my husband, and he taught me to heal myself with no drugs, no herbs, and without a lot of vitamins. Two major components of that healing process were proper thinking and proper nutrition. And so from that moment on, I began, well, even before then, I was very health conscious. I uh, had been studying nutrition way back when, even when I was pregnant um, in the 1960s and I had my first child. However, it really rang a bell when I was able to heal myself and the doctors just said, oh, they just couldn't believe it. Um, so that's what happened then. And then I am, um, as you see, I am condensing and condensing as we go. So that I won't take too much of the time. Um, let, me ask, then, let me ask. Let me ask
2: you a quick question: Which breast was your cancer in?
6: Left. The left breast. Okay. And then, are you left yes. or
2: right-handed?
6: Right-handed.
2: Okay. All right, continue. And, and I asked that question because the earlier caller talked about German New Medicine. He's a German New Medicine practitioner, and I have a chart behind me that's all about German New Medicine. And um, mm-hmm. when I think of breast cancer, there's always a connection with trauma in our life, and which breath it shows up in usually uh, helps us understand what the trauma was behind it. So I'm sure mm-hmm. you probably thought
1: this. Mm-hmm. The oh, left yes. Now there
6: is. was a trauma. I'll, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish that thought because that's important. The left breast
2: represents nurturing, caring of a mother or a child. So if there's any kind of disruption in the nurturing, caring of a mother or a child, then the breast usually reacts or responds with tumors and so forth. So I, I think you may have shared that with me. Either your mother or, or someone in your life, female in your life, had a, you had a conflict or a challenge with.
6: Actually, I could not say that. um, Perhaps as I got older and I began, you know how when you get in your 20s, you think you know more than your mother. Uh, You think you know everything. And um, at one point, because when I became, when I was very much involved in the church that I was in, I became very judgmental, as, you know, we tend to do in, in religion. We tend to look at ourselves and judge, 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 and then look at everybody else and judge, judge, judge. And so I began judging my mother mentally. I've never said anything to her. We have never had, really never had words with each other. Um, I've always respected and loved her. However, there's a deep resentment that, oh, if I only knew blah, 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 and if my own mother only taught me blah, 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 then things would be better now for me. And perhaps that was the crux of the the dynamism, you know, the dynamism rather that created that energy that created that condition in the breast. Um
2: so ninety six you said you were ninety six with the breast cancer? Yes. So before so was 96, in my was there a death uh-huh. or of any close to you before ninety six or anything uh, like that that happened? Oh, of course, my grandmother.
6: But I was very you were... young then. Uh huh. I was very young then. My grandmother passed, and uh, that was uh, a very sad time. For everyone, because we did not understand that there is no death. Um, we did not understand that the spirit can't die. And many of us still don't. And so we carry on the guilt and the pain and the hurt unnecessarily. Um, and and the sadness. Of course, you miss the person. And, you know, I have my mother's picture, and I, I talk to her almost every day. Certainly every time I walk by her picture. <laughs> And know that she's not dead. Um, it's just that the, you know in the flesh. She's not here anymore. And in our culture here, we have not been taught truth about life and death. So I can understand why it was so. It was devastating to the family. It was devastating to all the neighbors who loved her and respected and honored her. Um, so that that was that. So that was, um, that, was ooh, that was back when I was. I think before I was even a teenager when she passed. Oh,
2: so that wouldn't have really been the immediate cause of birth cancer. But anyway, it's something to think about. Because um, prevent or heal when we, like you say, like your husband told you, think about your thoughts, change
6: our thoughts, right? Right, change your thoughts, change your life, as Wayne Dyer said. The thing is that we don't know. We're not, most of the time, we're not conscious of those thoughts that are creating the reality that we live right now. Um, right. Until, and I'll tell you, I, my thoughts nearly took me to my ancestors, and that's for sure. And I know that without a doubt. That's the part of my new book, New Life from Near Death, where I really came very close to death. In fact, I stopped breathing. And the doctors did not expect me to survive. And I look back on my holistic teaching and holistic living, and the question always was, how could this happen? How could this happen to someone who was so careful about all of what I call the five foundations of health? Think well, drink well, eat well, sleep well, move well, um, that create and especially the think, the think well, the mindset. So I I'd had an opportunity and to really acknowledge that I created that condition. So I, I got a little bit ahead of myself, so let me, for those who don't know what I'm speaking of, in, yes. uh, March, of, in March of 2022, I was diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia. Now, if anyone knows anything about leukemia, and they know anything about anybody who is in their seventies, they know that's pretty much a death sentence. Um, right. However, as, and certainly, I was not expected to live. When I most people, when they come into talk about the power of your mind, when most people come into the hospital with acute AML, they call it acute myeloid leukemia, they have Perhaps 35% of their blood is leukemic, cancerous, 35% of their blood. When I entered the hospital um, in the emergency room, and that's another dramatic story how I got there, um, I had almost 90% of my blood was leukemic. 87% of my blood was cancerous. Throughout my entire body, I was told that my, quote, chances of survival without chemotherapy, because that's, you know, people who live naturally, the first thing they want to ask, well, well, how can I do this naturally, right? And so I was told that my chances of survival at that point were zero. And with chemotherapy, the chances would be 25% survival and unless I had a bone marrow transplant, um, which stem cell transplant where everything gets changed and, and renewed by someone else's stem cells. Uh, so Dr. Hilarion, was
2: a little bit yes. of static on the mic, I think. Are you on a speaker phone?
6: Yes, or, I oh, am. There's noise. Okay, let's see if I can. Um,
2: See yeah, if I can a,
1: move.
2: We're not hearing you as clear. Is this any we, better? Is this, this any say, better? keep talking.
6: Keep going. Hello, hello. Okay. So um the bottom line when we're just putting all together what we have started talking about, staying in the same understanding and inner standing and overstanding as my husband would say the bottom line is that your thoughts create your reality. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a good thought or a bad thought. It's coming to to fruition. So how did I end up with so much cancer in my body? It starts in the mind. And I'll tell you, it, the, the thing that will kill you more quicker I think than anything is guilt guilt and um resentment perhaps I don't think I had resentment I, I did have guilt for leaving my first husband i have to be i have to be honest with that because he was he was a fine man he still is, and um did nothing to cause our relationship to end. And being a person who is always thinking of fairness and what's right, that ate away at my consciousness. Even though at the time it was crucial, I was at a, a crucible in my life. I was really at a place where um, a decision got to be made. And I made the decision thinking for my own benefit. Thankfully, my children were grown. You know, I had four daughters. They were all grown. Um, and, and that hurt them tremendously. And it hurt oh. their dad tremendously. And oh. um, this is something that I have never said publicly before. However, it's a, it's a part of It's all in my book, um, New Life from Near Death. Um, and, and the purpose is to help everyone to help others to help anyone who will who will listen to understand that we're still not helpless victims we have never been you know that's the other system you know that's been my mantra forever. we're not helpless victims, our help is in our own hands sometimes we don't recognize because those thoughts are subconscious and uh, so. When I got the diagnosis, I was not afraid, I was not angry, I was not hurt. It's amazing. I feel like I was in a dream, and I'm thinking, okay, so this is what they're, they're giving me. All right, so how do we, let's get, let's get to the bottom line. How do we fix it? How do we change it? How do we heal it? And from that second on, that's all I thought about. I'm getting better. I'm getting healed. And um, it's a long, it was a long process. I ended up um, taking the chemotherapy that they did not want to offer, and they really don't like to offer it anyone over 55 or 60 because it is just so strong. And people usually have comorbidities where, you know, they either have diabetes or something, high blood pressure or something that would reduce their chances of survival. Um, or just a poor diet, or or I won't call it necessarily a poor diet, a diet lacking of the right type of nutrition to help the organs. So they immediately gave me an EKG. I'm dancing around a bit. I just want to give you some highlights. Um, They immediately gave me an EKG, and they saw that my heart was in excellent condition. My liver enzymes were better than stellar, and they could not figure it out how is it that my organs were so healthy i was told by one that i had a um, i had the organs of a 20 year old i'm um, in my 70s and then when one person says oh your organs are like 15 years old and i say well i don't know about that but well maybe to him <laughs> however <laughs> and that is because of the lifestyle and um and i do attribute a lot of that to the nutritional component a lot of that to the whole food nutrition um the juice plus nutrition and I it was okay for me to say that you know I'll, i stay compliant so i'll just say whole food whole food concentrates that i've been eating for six i had been for 16 years when that when that happened uh so it was not that alone, of course. That was part of the of all of the five foundations: we eat well, and think well, and drink well, and move well, and sleep well. Um, yeah, so that's that's pretty I remember, much oh, it.
2: Yeah, and Doctor Nalani has to say that I remember so many times on Facebook you were on your way to a yoga class. So uh, for years, <laughs> exactly. That- her lifestyle was juice plus and yoga class. That's what I was on Facebook. That's what I was hearing.
6: <laughs> oh, it's so funny. You know, the, the um, social media had a good way of humbling you. Because I, yeah. I look back on some of my posts that I was very indignant and in saying, you don't have to be old because you have a, you're a certain age. You don't need to be... Walking around like you are an old, old person. Um, you don't have to be on medications, you know, all these kinds of things. And here I was, here I am right now with a walker, um, because the chemotherapy had eaten into some of my bones, and um, I, I um, am ready to get a hip replacement. <laughs> So I thought I was going to skate by without all of these side effects that so many people had. I was on so much medication. I was on about a third of the medication that most people were on. But for me, that was a lot. Because for someone who never even took aspirin for anything, really, um, for years, who hadn't had the flu in 20 years um, or more, uh, and never took shots, please, no – That's my story. I'm not telling anybody else what to do. Um, It's just that that's that's the way, that was my lifestyle. So for someone who didn't have all that, to come home with a shopping bag full of medications, 18 medications that I took four times a day. Um, And this was after the transplant. But um, now I am still... On one medication, they have weaned me off of everything with the exception of acyclovir, and I take that twice a day, and eventually that will go away as well. So um, be careful what you say and how you say it. <laughs>
2: exactly, absolutely,
6: absolutely. So
2: so with that information, Dr. Nalani, um, after listening to um, the 35-year or cardiologist, what happened in your body is your microbiome was just pretty much all that medication. So now what I see happening with you is you building up your microbiome to such a powerful level that it'll heal your bones, I believe.
6: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm definitely getting the the surgery for sure um, in a few days. Um, However, the other one... um, What is the surgery? Pardon
2: what does
6: on the, the surgery 26. do? What the does that do? I'm, I'm on my way
2: to. You're breaking up a what, bit. Say that again, please. What does the surgery do? Is it a repairing? What is it repairing?
6: It's going to actually replace dead bone. Completely oh, dead. Okay. It's called avascular. Yes, yeah, it's, it's called avascular neurosis meaning that, you know, no blood vessels are able to get to the bone. It's just the head of the femur, not the whole, not the whole, just the head and the acetabulum, which is the, call it the ball in the socket, you know, the hip joint and the ball. Um, Completely dead tissue, no blood, no oxygen. And what can happen, what usually happens (laughs) <laughs> excuse me, is that it collapses. And then when it collapses, then there's fracture and there's, um, you know, it, it becomes a, an incredibly serious situation, um, life-threatening again. However, because, like you said, my microbiome has been extremely strong and everything else, the my bone marrow... Oh, isn't brand new. I have a brand new uh, immune system. It's not even a year old yet. In fact, they told my husband when we were leaving the hospital to treat me like a newborn baby. Um, mm. And I was so blessed that one of my daughters was able to be the candidate for my blood, my uh, not blood transfusion, but stem cell transfusion. And she donated blood and stem cells, actually. It's amazing the way it works. And um, I have one of the best doctors in the country, truly, mm-hmm. Dr. Yasser Khaled. And um, so the, once you, because I had no collapse whatsoever, just the dead tissue, no collapse and no fracture. Um, I'm a good, i certainly a good candidate for replacing the dead tissue with a new, uh, just the head of the femur and the socket, the socket and the head. That's it. They're not going to touch the other one, even though there might be a little necrosis over there. This doctor is not one who says, well, just in case, let's do that too. No, just leave it alone. Um, because now that I am no longer taking the steroids and all the other uh, medications that have side effects, by the way, which I did not even consider, I wouldn't even look at the side effects. It was all about I'm um, healing what I am taking this medication for certain specific uh, results. Oh, there's a rue sitting outside on my... On my uh, on a tree outside. I digress. Wow. But it's 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 rare that you see wow. They're huge. Haru is a it's What's a large bird? Bird. bird. What uh, kind of bird do you look like? It, Haru. it he looks like um let me ask my husband, it, it oh, it's amazing. Hold on, just a sec. Ah, I'm so okay. used to calling him Haru. Sanu, what is the name of the bird, the haroo, that is sitting outside on our chair? Falcon. Falcon.
2: Falcon. Oh, wow. Right.
6: Right. And if you... Pardon?
2: Okay. So I have a question for you, and we also have someone who raised their hand who'd like to ask a question or comment. Uh, So you were diagnosed in, you said 2022 with the leukemia?
4: Yeah,
6: 2022, um, I was hospitalized for a long time because not only did I go through that extreme chemotherapy once, I went through it twice because it took, because my blood was so completely filled with cancer, cancerous cells, that it took it from 87% to 11%, which still wasn't good enough. We got it down to zero cancerous cells, which is what we did. And um, so I was in the hospital for months and months and months and months. I felt like, like I was a resident. In fact, I just pretended I was at a hotel. And that's the, way <laughs> I, that's the way I got through it. You know, I'm in the hotel. My meals are being brought to me. My bed is changed every day, you know, all of that. So, so that's, that's when that happened. And the trans Go ahead. Just to let Go you know, the transfusion, the transfusion occurred on the 23rd of September of 22. So here we are almost at a full year. We celebrated wow. it um, yesterday uh, of a brand-new immune system and a brand-new blood type. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I had, I had, yes. I had AB blood type. My daughter has B, B positive. When I was in preparation for the transplant, I was drained of all of my stem cells. Well, they were all just killed, that plus one full body radiation. And so it was, it put me down to zero. And then when I got the transplant, that was day one, and then they started counting. Well, that was day zero. And then they started counting, you know, every day. And I had 24-hour care, intensive care, sitting right by my side, the nurses and doctors for every day. And, um, and then I was told that I don't have a blood type yet. And, wow. and I said, well, when, when, will it, when will it change? And they said, they don't know. The body does it automatically over time. So it took several months. Every time I would get a blood test, it would say undetermined. (laughs) And now, a few months ago, about four or five months ago, it came up and said, I am a C positive. That's my blood type now, which is my daughter's (laughs) blood type.
2: We're really sisters now. I'm a B positive, too, so we really are sisters. How about (laughs) that?
6: How about that? Isn't that amazing, though? I think it's just amazing.
2: What are you doing now? I I am a strong, strong believer that the microbiome is key to our health. As long as we build it up and strengthen it and get that diversity in there, it will heal anything and everything. So I want to ask you, what are you doing now to build up your microbiome? Because it was totally destroyed with all those drugs. And now I, I think everyone would need to know, what are you doing to build up your microbiome? I think that's the key to healing everything in your body at this point.
1: Mhm.
6: Mhm. Um, I am just beginning because I, when I was taking medication, I did not mix that with uh, probiotics and stuff like that. Um, however, I do eat a lot of raw sauerkraut and other foods that, uh, and then, of course, my juice Plus is full of prebiotics and probiotics, especially the, the shake, prebiotics and probiotics, that add to the microbiome. And lots and lots of, I eat six of each of my, did I say two plus? I meant to say my, cap, my <laughs>
7: capsules, my um,
6: concentrated capsules a day. And when I go back to the doctor, they, they're just amazed. They, they really are amazed. The doctor says, um, in fact, a month ago when I went to get my blood tested, he said, why are you here? And we all laughed.
7: You no, know, he said, no, <laughs> no I'm serious.
6: There's no reason for me to see you again until the full first full year, and we'll celebrate your year. Your blood is just um, no viral content. My blood panels are a stellar. Nothing in the high and nothing in the low. So um, I just go. I just went back to what I was doing before. It was nothing okay. new. Um, before I was eating very well and eating lots of my my. Um, you know, whole food concentrates to fill in the gaps and eating foods that increase your microbiota. I was doing yeah. it before, so I'm just going back yeah. to it. Mm-hmm.
2: I want I want to really encourage you every meal to make sure you have uh, gut food. And that would be um, like kefir is one. Instead of yogurt, I'm learning kefir has a lot more diverse uh, microbes in it. So, I would. I want to just encourage you. Every meal needs to have some good gut food. Kefir. I like my routine is in the morning. I do berry, blueberries, strawberries, and I add kefir or whatever yogurt. I I love this coconut yogurt that I buy uh, at Whole Foods, and make sure in that smoothie there's kefir and uh lots of fruit. And then in my next meal, I've even tried bison. Have you ever tried uh bison or buffalo meat?
6: No, my diet is in my my way of eating is completely plant-based, so I don't eat animal products. I don't eat kefir or yogurt or any kind of dairy products whatsoever. Okay, so then uh so then there's kimchi. 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 Yeah, that's what I do: kimchi and sauerkraut. Sauerkraut, raw well, oh. sauerkraut, is just as good. Yes. And
2: miso. Have you tried miso? That's a soy fermented soy.
6: Oh yes, I love miso. Yes.
2: Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's what we do. That's what we have to do. I'm learning after 35 years of in this holistic health field, I'm learning that every meal has to have some good gut food in it, and then the brain Absolute. gut connection. The brain-gut connection is going to power your body to heal whatever needs to be healed. That's what I'm learning is that if you have enough gut, diverse microbes in your gut, your they will connect to the through the vagus nerve, through the brain, and say, okay, now what needs healing in this body? Okay, her bones need healing. Let's go to the bones. Trillions of microbes are going to go to the bones where, or wherever it is, gut, whatever, uh, stomach eyes. I'm looking to get rid of my floaters in my eyes on this new plan that I'm on, because uh, I just I believe that uh, every day my eyes vision is clear. My floaters are my mind is erasing the floaters, and I have to do it through with the help of my microbes is what I'm finding. So I hope that encourages you to just add more and more and more and more uh, my diverse. That's what it is. The key is diverse microbes in the diet. Yes. And that,
1: yes, that's what Absolutely.
2: It is. So we've got some absolutely. callers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh let, let's take a, a caller or two. Sure. Okay, so we've got um a caller, three three six three five oh I believe this is uh Mama A Z. She's in uh our way in Arizona. Mama A Z, your mic is open.
7: Uh, Doctor V, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, we hear you. Wow. The the Falcon. Uh Doctor Nalani, thank you. Thank us. Thank the most high, the Creator. Um, uh, especially uh Doctor Phil. Oh my god, I, I, I met Doctor Phil at A and T way back in the day in the in the in the eighties at A and T University in New in New York I mean uh, in North Carolina. And when I uh uh saw him pop up on Richie Rich, immediately I punched it and and um give thanks family because it was Doctor Phil that really uh uh encouraged the book your book, Dr. Nalani, and, and it's interesting, the Falcon, and, and the time, and did I not hear you say, um, you had that procedure on, uh, the 23rd and 20, uh, 22 on, uh, uh, September? Is that what I heard you say? Yes. yes oh, my God. That, that's my firstborn's, uh, day to come to the planet, and, and, um, uh, uh, did I I tune in late? Uh, I was I tuned in late. I apologize. I was asleep, but the spirit woke me up. I gotta go back and really listen to this, Doctor Nalani. And again, thank you, thank us, Doctor Phil, for pumping this book and the energy. That book, uh, I saw aura around that book when uh doctor your husband Dr. Phil was on Richie Rich, I called that little brother and and I, I'm like, Wow and and uh I hurried up and I called Doctor V and I said Doctor Phil is on Richie Rich and I posted it to her phone and but everything is in divine order. Now, did I hear you say uh leukaemia?
6: Yes, but sister, remind me your name, please, so I can remind my husband. Oh, this because is you power said you go sister, way back. Uh, back then,
7: I was Arizona's. Uh, when I was in uh, uh, living, I almost lived in North Carolina for about 40 years, teaching earthing. Oh, and and somebody told me that Dr. Phil was going to be at A&T University. And I was privileged to go, but it it, it they call mm-hmm. me Arizona and right on. now is Mama Az, or Paris. Okay. It doesn't really
6: matter.
1: But, uh, All
6: right, he said he remembers. Oh, did, what?
7: <laughs> yes, he said he remembers
6: take you. Us,
7: Dr. <laughs> take, take us. but let me get to the uh. Okay. My one of my mentors that I was privileged to meet in Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, he's on the other side uh, at the Guilford Native American Association. His name is Floyd Red Crow Westerman. On Ranger Walker, he's he's uh, Chuck Norris's uncle. He encouraged me to start my campground that I had for fourteen years in North Carolina High Point, and he made his transition in between my mom's and my dad's Earth Day, December 12th. He left on the 13th, and my dad's the 14th of, of uh, September, I mean, uh, uh, December. And he's also uh, on the reservation, or was, he's, he's an actor. And and when I listen to you, and thank you for this time, Dr. V, uh, Dr. Nalani, the issues that Floyd Red Crow Westerman was having being of who he was and the issues on the res and the wounded knee and all of that, uh, it, it it takes me back to why he transferred with leukemia. And there's so much more I wanna know because I have two bone issues and Dr. Uh, v knows it. And, Dr. Nolani, please, we must get together and have a, uh, because I'm having major issues with alcohol fetal syndrome, the bones crumbling. The last surgery I had, all of my bones were fractured, and now I'm wired up and uh, not able to walk. And I'm going on 72, but thank you to Phil. For being a Richie Rich Because I wouldn't have known this And I thank us Floyd Red Crow Westerman That you were my mentor And you're still my mentor On this side And Thank us Dr. Nalani Because you give me Hope and courage To move forward And I got to get the information So that I could take it To the doctors because I ain't done yet, but I got to find a way to be able to walk and function and still do what I do. And thank us. Thank us, Dr. V. Thank, thank this you, is a powerful day. This is a powerful day. It's an eleven. If you add let, the digits up, I think yeah, it's an me- eleven. Before I let look Dr. Nalani, the falcon. Look up the falcon. It's a power that's, symbol.
2: That's what I want to read to you. I read, look up the falcon. You know how we are when an animal shows up, like, oh, get the book out. So I want Dr. Nalani <laughs> to comment after I read what the falcon is. Falcon it means act swiftly. It says, take action when opportunity appears. Quick maneuvers will succeed and impress others. You will stir respect in others. That's the message of the Falcon. So, uh, Dr. Nalani, what do you think about that
6: and what our sister just said? I love it. I absolutely love it, and I am in total agreement. And this is not the first time that the Falcon has visited us right in front of our balcony, right as close to our window as you could possibly get. Wow. They love yeah. you.
2: <laughs> that is really wow. a love message. That's a true love message. And uh, we've got uh, some comments from our uh, Facebook uh, audience uh, today. Uh, we've got, um, let's see, our um our executor, Na, uh, Naima Latif says, "Grand Rising, beautiful queen. Thank you for sharing your wisdom today." And then our our Tuesday, no, our Monday morning host says, "Grand Rising, thanks for sharing crucial information. Mind over matter. If you don't mind, it don't matter. This is why we still have issues in our tissues." And 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 Zelda does a lot of breath work every Monday morning and brings in some amazing guests and then uh deborah who is our saturday uh morning our saturday afternoon host uh uh, move around with deborah she's a travel agent she says grand rising for stars this is an amazing conversation i needed this information six years ago when someone i loved dearly who was a healthy 80 year old was diagnosed with melanoma cancer chose chemo and died within six months of diagnosis. Thanks for saving lives from here on. Thank you, Deborah, uh, for sharing. So, yeah, we we are learning so much today, uh, Doctor Nalani. And uh your book is your book out now or is it uh, due
6: out soon? It is due very soon. Um I was advised <laughs> by my sister to stop being concerned, putting any kind of stress on a deadline because she said just like you went into your healing mode and you closed the world out, which I literally did, um, to heal myself and to be a part of the healing process, she said that's what you get to do now to heal your hip before your surgery. So my surgery is coming up on the 25th. The book will probably be available next month. However, I do have if you do have that link, um, I did send out a link that people can click to click on and get on the pre-launch uh, list, which will allow them to read the book before it is published and even leave a review if they choose. Did you get that? I've been sending that out in my emails.
2: Yes, I do have it. And so it's just, um, can they go to your, can they send you an email for uh, that uh, information?
6: Um, Yes. Um, I was just trying to think of the simplest way. Yes, I suppose they can just uh, send an email to dr. N-A-L-A-N-I, Dr. Nalani, and the number 8 at gmail.com. Dr. Nalani8 at gmail.com. And, and, you know, in the subject in all caps, they can just put new life in all caps, new life book. And I'll put them on the list, and then they can request to be added to that list.
2: All right, so we're going to encourage everybody to connect with Dr. Nalani so we can read the full story. We've already gotten quite an amazing story here today, and uh, we have a lot to absorb and and think about on how we handle stresses like that that occur in our life. I remember hearing from you, and and, uh, we've heard Dr. Field (laughs) a description of what happened in the car that day and and how scary that would have been, um, to to think that you're gonna lose someone and yet you revive. It really you have really demonstrated new life from the dead. <laughs> and um that's what is so awesome about your story that I can't har I can't wait to read the whole book because you are so inspired. Especially on Facebook and we yeah. we wanna invite all the boomers out there to join our, our group um well, i i said healthy boomers but what's the name of our our facebook health, group uh, healthy, happy healthy,
6: healthy happy boomers healthy happy boomers
2: healthy happy boomers so that all a, encourage encouraged and we and that way we can stay connected to dr nalani as well because she posts all these wonderful pictures and inspirational words and I love going on there just to see your pictures and uh, with the dreadlocks you gone. Oh, thank you. It looks amazing. Your, your hair, your crown, you have a new crown, my dear. Uh, so it, 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 it's coming I, back.
6: From, <laughs> yeah. from locks that I could sit on to bald heads to now it's yeah. coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We changed. I had the locks at one time. Now I have what I call cosmic curls. My cosmic curls are here. I love them. I love it. And, I I love do, it. I, and there's a purpose for these cosmic curls. I'm not going to cover them too often. Uh, so we are doing uh, of what we do at our age, and that's to teach and to inspire and to uh, connect with people of all ages. I'm inviting more and more millennials uh to come on this platform because they are our future. Mm-hmm. Now you have a sister who plays a viol- uh violin, right? She saw uh, is she still traveling all over the world or how is how is your daughter yes. doing?
6: Yes, she is. In fact, she's the one who donated the stem cells. <laughs> wow. And um, yeah, so I'm a double Scorpio because so I'm Scorpio, she's a Scorpio, and now I have her blood, her blood type. Ah! And um, <laughs> so I, I tease everybody. I'll be 75 in November, and I'll tease everybody, and I say because she was, she was 47. I thought so I say I'm 47 instead of 74.
2: That sounds about right.
6: Before I go, though, I would love to leave a message to Sister Paris. Um, I want you to be encouraged and to know that your healing has really already begun, truly. Truly it's already begun. It's just a matter of now releasing all of the thoughts that created the condition in the first place. And that's... One of those, one of the books by I'm sure you you're familiar, very familiar with, which you can heal your life by Louise Hay. Excellent, Absolutely. excellent. And um, yeah. that's a good place to start. Yes, yes. And
2: we've got one more caller who's calling in a little late, but I'm. Open up the mic, 773-450, uh, seven, seven, oh, you've got about 30 seconds. Go ahead and uh, give your comment or question for Dr. Nalani or our audience.
8: Halloween, greetings, grand and good morning to all. Thanks for the show and the joint rolling and all that stuff as usual. But more than that, thank you, Dr. Nalani, for sharing the story. Because, you know, you go through a lot of things, people kind of keeping themselves. Like you said, you had a withdrawal piece. But, you know, this morning you were a breath of fresh air. You know, your energy is just up. I mean, it's like I see daylight and sunlight just flowing through the phone. How does, person who's <laughs> diagnosed, how does a person who's supposed to be diagnosed with something illuminate all that light? So, you see, that's a blessing because a lot of people wake up in the morning and they got issues from the day before. I don't know how they start with the energy like that. But you are nothing but sunshine, girlfriend. You just keep doing what you're doing mm-hmm. and share your life so we can grow. Just like your host, she shared her father's death and shows us that death is nothing to fear. Face whatever you're dealing with mm-hmm. and you can grow from it. All of these things are there for us to give lessons from. Let's keep growing. Thank you.
1: Do I. Do I. Thank that, you.
2: That was Obadiah Chicago. So, Dr. Lani, final words. I can't believe time went by so fast. We're at the end of the show, but I'll let you have the final words for our audience, and we just love you so much.
6: Thank you, Duar. And really, it's not going to be anything that you haven't heard before. It's all about love. It's about loving yourself and understanding, understanding, and overstanding what that truly, truly means and then making the agreement that you are going to accept yourself as you are and accept others as they are and no longer judge. Oh, that person eats meat. Oh, that person doesn't eat meat. Oh, that person is on this side of the political – stop it. Just stop because that does not bring us healing. Period, and so I speak with myself as I speak to everybody is to embrace the relo- the love and the reality of the healing that love can do. Wow, thank you so much. That's
2: perfect, perfect advice. Stop the judgment, and we learned that from childhood. So we're undoing <laughs> those wrong teachings from childhood. So all the love to you and your your partner, your 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 uh, wonderful Dr. Phil. We're always listening to him on the other channel. So give him our love as well, and 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 all the surgery. We'll be praying for everything to go perfectly and for the healing to continue, my sister. So again, you are, thank, thank you. And forward, forward to
6: they- seeing you on the Boomers, everybody. I know. <laughs> And say
2: hello so. to the falcon because I always speak to the birds. Say hello to the falcon.
6: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: All, All right. right. Take well, care. You too. Have a great day. And um, I have. We've so come to the end of our show today, but you can hear
0: every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com. Forward slash the dash female solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash the female solution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www. That's www. Love you all. Watch our TV shows. Listen to our radio shows order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family, listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, (laughs) Sheshe, India, (laughs) Zanyaba, Japan, (laughs) Alingatou, Korea, kamsanida. Russia, Spasiba Germany, danke. Poland, dziękuję.
1: France,
0: merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal Geret, Kenya, Asante. Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakor, Saudi Shukriya. Arabia, Shukran. Shukran. as Salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Shukran. Thank you. And may peace be upon you, all you all and the mercy Yogi of God out and there. God's blessings.
2: Namaste. And aloha to you in Hawaii. We love you. Sending you strong energy to stand firm and get rid of all the corruption if you can. You can. You can do it. We're sending you the energy to get rid of all that corruption and stand strong. Love you, Hawaii. Aloha. Everybody stay strong in love. Shalom.